Welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we help to build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. This is episode 20, the big 2-0, and today on the podcast, I'm having a good friend of mine, Sean Devilites joining us. Sean is a pastor from uh, the Winchester area in Virginia, as you will hear, and Sean loves to run, and Sean likes to run uh, about the same pace as me as I like to run, and that competitive spirit is something that I think drives both Sean and I to always be what I like to call the best version of ourselves. And this doesn't mean that when you unpack the best version of yourselves that it means you have to be as fast as Sean or I, but Sean and I today unpack this nature of trying to find and identify what is the best version of ourselves as we move forward in this active lifestyle. So let's listen in and hear Sean's journey. All right, so we are here with uh, Sean Devilite. Sean is a good friend of mine here in the Virginia Conference, another pastor friends. I know this is uh, always fun hearing from these pastors, these active pastors. And Sean, as I'm interviewing him right now, has had a fun weekend this past weekend, and we'll get into that. But Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, as you mentioned, Andrew, got to spend a couple of days uh, with, with a part of Katie. We were down in Virginia Beach for the Shamrock races that were down there, and so that was all sorts of fun for so many different reasons. It was good, uh, active time, but also just good time one-on-one with her. So, and normally we call Winchester, Virginia home. Uh, I've been pastoring in this area since 2017. Uh, but I started as my, at my current church, uh, first United Methodist church in 2020. And, uh, yeah. So we already got a little bit of of who you are and and where you're from, you call the mountains home up there in the <laughs> yeah. northern reaches of Virginia. It was That's funny right. before we uh, started recording. Uh, Sean said he got more elevation in a two mile run than he did this morning, and then in the entire thirteen point one plus five miles for the AK that he did the entire weekend. That's right. So, That's right. Uh, you know, that's just the joy of living down here. I can it always is. run fast. I don't yeah, need to be pampered by hills. <laughs> pampered by hills is a good one. I remember a quick aside when I lived in uh, Northern Virginia, at least as far as the cultural part of Northern Virginia goes in the uh, Chantilly area. I thought there were hills there. And the week after we moved to Winchester, I found a trail race, not knowing what I was doing to myself. And it was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And that's when I realized that, you know, there's hills and there's mountains and there's just, I was, I was humbled that day. It was great. I like to say there are hills and then there are hills. That's right. And you do not want to mess with those. Um, And, and I think we hear a little bit and we can probably tease our listeners can understand. So how are you active? And then the even more important question here on active faith is why are you active? Yeah, absolutely. So my primary means of being active is running. Uh, I've run since I was thinking about that this morning, actually, since I was 15 is when I, uh, well, I guess I was running before that too, but like running as like a, as a practice and discipline and sport since I was 15. Um, and that's just been for me, the, I guess the best way I can express 
being active is just what comes the most naturally to me. And then along with that, uh, we, we've been doing some family hikes lately and so that's been really cool. Um, and then I do some strength training here and there, but most of those things are to supplement the running. And then why, um, I guess there's a piece of it. I have to say is fun. Uh, I, I like being outside. I like moving, but I've for a long time been very focused on doing everything I can to take care of my health. Uh, there is, uh, you know, I've had some stuff in my family history. Uh, my dad had cancer and passed away from that in 2010. And so since then, it's been one of those, like, I just want to do what I know is in my control to take care of my health, to, to be as, uh, and as the, the kind of shape that I can, that can help me to do the work I need to do, that can help me to be around for my family and my friends as much as possible. So uh, that was probably the, the major part of the why. I think there's a lot of people who bring into their manner of physical activity some kind of healthy living. Um, And I think we can look through just the history of humanity and even through family histories and see, you know, whether it's your parents were active. And so they instilled that really early on, or maybe your parents have health struggles that you're trying to maybe put away quickly with your own healthy activity. And then, you know, just knowing you just the family that you have right in your household uh, yeah. and just wanting to, to, to see your kids grow up, uh, you know, spend time with your wife and all that stuff. It's, it's those kinds of things that drive us forward. And that's a little bit what I want to talk about with you today, because I think, uh, you know, you like, like me a little bit, we're a little bit more front of the Packers uh, <laughs> a lot of times and, and we're driven And not that those who are walkers, those who are, you know, in in the back of the pack aren't driven in the same way. But I think that there's this nature that I wanted to talk to you about because I see it in your running. I see it in your life. I see it in our interactions and everything together is is how do we drive ourselves forward in an active lifestyle without let it hampering the manner in which you know that running is for your self-care, but you have this desire to whether it's always want to better your PRs or just use it to be the best version of yourself. So in in your experience, before we really dive into the shamrock journey, how -hmm. do you balance that nature of, look, I, I love to run fast, I love to set PRs, I love to do all these things that drive to push yourself forward physically, with sort of that manner of, but I'm really, but I'm doing this for self care. Yeah. So I, I have to, I'll come out right and say like, I'm a competitive person. And so there's, there's part of it that ends up being uh, an outlet in that way. Right. So running has been this space of like, I can compete, I can, I can enter these races. And and, um, I learned pretty early on in my running career that I wasn't necessarily going to be trying to win the race outright. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if I could improve a little bit, or there was something that I could overcome differently or handle better in the course of a race than I had before, then that's, that's something I can celebrate and that's growth. Um, I, I think as far as I, my career has gone of running, if you can call it that, and what I've learned along the way and how it connects to self-care is just being at peace with wherever I am at that moment. So um, I have a dream like, like you might as well to, to one day run in the Boston Marathon and to, to be able to qualify for that, which is as a lofty goal for anybody, uh, that is, that is a heck of a race to get into, especially for gentlemen, our age right now, yeah. it yeah. is, <laughs> um, I believe it's a, a, 
at least being under three hours and the way the amount of entries have gone, you almost have to be closer to two hours and 55 minutes yep. for a full marathon to really have a, a guaranteed shot at getting in. Um, and I, I ran my first marathon in 2011 and it was, uh, it was really self-care. Uh, my dad had passed away the year before and I wanted to do something that, uh, it was an activity that I was comfortable with at least. Um, but do something to kind of, to, pay respects to that, to, to who my dad was and the impact out of my life. And I ran 328.56. And I remember the day a friend texted me, it was like, you know, if you train hard enough, you could do this thing. And so for the last 11 years, that bug has been in my head. <laughs> and the first couple of years, it was, all right, well, I'm just going to go out the front door and try to start running whatever pace I need to do to make that happen. And that is not a successful way to go about it, right? Uh, that that gets you hurt. Uh, that and that also makes it really easy to just give up on something or to put it on the back burner because um, it's not a healthy way to go about it. To try to be somebody that you're not or to run a pace that you're not currently able to do sets you up for failure. And since then, I think coming to peace with like you know this is fast for me, or mm -hmm. this may not be that fast for me, being able to express it that way as compared to like, if I'm not running this time, then I'm not good enough. Or if I'm not running this time, then I'm not uh, successful enough or training hard enough. And in that journey, there's a, there's a sense of resiliency, I think that gets bred out of that, of like, you know, I'm going to go through these workouts and I'm not going to be running the time that I want to be doing. But I showed up and as the years have gone on, seeing how that just, you know, showing up and trying something and being at peace with who I am that day and being thankful for the effort I could make that day really was a big change for me and, and had a very big impact, not only on my running, but also in other areas of my life. Cause it was the same thing when you think about work, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know how you feel on Sunday mornings, but I am someone who wants to have everything clicking the exact right way all the time. And that's not realistic either. And so being taught with, I can be at peace with the effort that's being made today. And I can also have that grace for, I, I say other people, but really for myself too, that, you know, that's, that's why we're in this. That's the care that comes out of it and the care we put into it. Um, that, that, that helps to, to grow in that way. So um, and it doesn't, and it doesn't negate the goals that we make. Right. No. So, so I can say that, that I want to run, you know, a half marathon in a certain time and to have that competitive drive and spirit to get there, but also to have that grace both upon myself and those around me of whether I don't hit it or even to say, you know, I also don't expect others to be around me in this. And I think that that's one of the cool things that we can do in self-care and especially in community support is like, nah, here's where I am and this mm -hmm. is my goal. And I can offer myself grace as I seek to achieve that goal. And then I can use that nature of what I've learned to help others grow as well. And yeah. I think that that's the cool thing. When we look at an active lifestyle, I remember, and I've used this story before as a, as a sermon, you know, analogy of, of talking about stuff like this. Uh, the first time I ever did a cross country practice, you know, we went out for a three mile course um, and it was my sophomore year of high school. And, you know, I'd never run cross country before. I'd never done long distance running before trying to do it to get in shape like we all do. Right. For soccer. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, 
and I go out with the fast ones and I hang with them for like a mile, mile and a half. And then we turn around and I'm just like, nope, done. <laughs> I'm like, that was, uh, and, and this is the thing where like physical activity can be really humbling. Um, but it's that base nature and base desire to push ourselves forward that hopefully drives us. And I think that that's something probably unique, especially to like you and I, I don't think if we, you know, fielded questions from the entire active faith community that everybody would have that same push and desire to maybe, you know, run uh, an hour and a half, half marathon or a (laughs) a three hour full or anything like that. Sure. Um, But I think everybody has their own way that they're trying to push themselves forward. Yeah. And it's in that, how are we finding those opportunities, whether it's hitting a PR, whether it's, um, you know, just, just finishing a race or, or accomplishing something, you know, going on a hike and saying, I want to walk five miles or something like that. Finding ways to challenge ourselves in this active lifestyle. And, uh, and so in that light in challenging ourselves in an active lifestyle, um, just getting really good with those transitions (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and challenging ourselves in an active lifestyle. So you just, you just did a great and awesome challenge. Uh, and we heard at the top of the episode within that you not only accomplished uh, and did stuff running wise, but you also it was also a self-care weekend for you in a lot of yes. ways as well. Yeah. Um, so so let's start at the beginning. So we heard from all these crazy Disney folks, you know, like a month ago <laughs> um, who ran a 5K, 10K half and full. Now, you and I were not that masochistic. Right. So, that's exactly <laughs> when we take on challenges, we're like, hold the horses. Like we yeah. just want to do an eight K and a half marathon. That's we're right. not dopey. We're just <laughs> women with the dolphins. Yes, um, that's but no, right. but, but you did what is known as the dolphin challenge at the shamrock weekend here. We're close to where I live in, in Virginia beach. Mm-hmm. And so, um, based on our conversations, it feels like there was a few things that went into that decision. So, why don't you walk us through the decision of wanting to do the Shamrock uh, Dolphin Challenge, as well as how you integrated an opportunity to practice self-care, not just in running, but throughout the weekend? Sure. So I uh, made the decision to do this Dolphin Challenge. Uh, it was towards the end of November of 2021. Um, so I just run the the rock and roll half marathon in Washington, D.C. And I laughed because that race in November of 2021 was originally scheduled for March of 2020. And we all know what happened then. And so it, um, there was another race or two that I signed up for that just were outright canceled, but the rock and roll one was like, we're just, we're going to postpone it. And so they just kept postponing it. And I was like, you know what, when I get to run this race, I'm going to be, it'll be a a step and a, you know, a, a sign of overcoming this thing. That's not over yet in the pandemic, but at least maybe we're all, coming close to leaving it the race bibs that day had i think it was 683 days or something like that that was on the bib so you could look down and remember just how long this journey had been so that was the first time that katie came with me to a race uh, we had that was a saturday and, and dc is a little closer to us here in winchester so we went down the night before um you know hit the expo and she had so much fun with I guess just seeing me be kind of giddy about being a running nerd and getting to race. Um, but also she found it so, um, encouraging 
that she was like, Hey, I'd love to run a race too. And so we came home from DC and looked at Shamrock and it lined up with the right kind of timing for, for her to train. And, uh, her decision was to run the eight K she had run, uh, I think two five Ks and a mile race before she made this decision and wanted to start training for it. So, uh, I got to help her. It was this fun thing of, um, we had this like shared goal together and it was this thing that wasn't parenting and that wasn't work that we were doing together. Um, even if in the midst of doing that together, it's okay. Katie's going to go run two miles right now. And I'm going to have both of our wonderful, amazing children, <laughs> Michaela and Jason, who are four and one respectively. Um, and then we'll trade off. And so there was running at night. It was running during the day and whatever could work uh, for like a week. And then I contracted COVID right after Thanksgiving in 2021. And it was mostly Katie running through those couple of weeks and me living vicariously through the fact that one, she was running and two, uh, I don't know what strain or whatever I had, but it knocked me on my butt for a while. Um, I had tied my PR, which at the time was 134, 28 in DC and had just run a, a 5k just under 20 minutes Thanksgiving morning. And was down to the point where it was like, I did a, like a walk around the neighborhood and that was enough for the day. Um, and so coming through that and our, uh, our youngest Jason wasn't sleeping. He, uh, he, he's a gung-ho kid. He loves life. And I guess he just loves it so much. Sleeping's not a big part of it. Um, so quick some aside. Kids. Yeah. Some kids, uh, I'm going to try to market intermittent sleeping as a training aid someday, because apparently that's a thing, but as we go through that time and we're, I guess, overcoming some of these things together, that really, um, I don't know, that, that, that strengthened our relationship, right? Because we, we have this shared goal and this shared work that we're doing together. And then thankfully, uh, a couple of weeks after being sick, I was able to, to bounce back and get back into running too. And we just had this thing to look forward to that, you know, in March, we're going to get to have this weekend together. Uh, we had grandparents watching uh, Michaela and Jason, and we just got to go. <laughs> and I mean, I can't tell you the last time that I sat in a car with Katie for four hours and we could talk just whatever one we want to talk or choose not to talk. Cause that was definitely in there too. It was just like, <laughs> man, isn't it great how quiet it is right now. <laughs> um, so in the course of the weekend, we were able to, uh, the 8k was Saturday morning. And then we had all day Saturday to, we got, uh, lunch and a, a buddy of mine that was up in Winchester had also come down for the race. We got to meet him for lunch and then just, just being together. And I think it's so easy, whether, whether you are a parent or not uh, to have a relationship with someone and, and to lose that time mm -hmm. of just, you know, we, we carved this time out to just get to be together and to share in this space. That's, you know, it's good for us running wise, but also it was like, Hey, we can just, you know, have this shared experience that we're going to be able to look back on and, you know, got dinner together and um, got to watch a movie. And I think we tried watch There's one that popped up on prime. That was the Velocipaster. We made it through 30 seconds. That's a whole nother podcast worth of, of shenanigans, but uh, it was like, we haven't done those things in so long of just yeah. hanging out. So uh, then the half marathon morning, Katie got to sleep in a little bit more than I did. Uh, but that was the first time she's ever been at the finish of a race that I did. Uh, we stayed very close to where the race ends. And so just to get to share this 
both of us accomplishing this thing that we wanted to do, both of us sharing this time and just being grateful for the journey as much as the result. Um, gosh, that that's so good for your soul. Um, whatever the goal is and whatever that space looks like, just being able to share that together was awesome. And so I think that's been a big, uh, as much of the self-care as the, the running was. And I think it highlights, you know, what we were just talking about of driving yourself forward because you went into that weekend with a half marathon goal, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. You went That's in right. to try and beat your PR of 134, yep. um, which you crushed by almost <laughs> Thanks, two minutes. Yeah. Um, so let's give a shout out to Sean for, for that <laughs> awesome work um, to Thank drive you. yourself forward in that way. Uh, but also then as a manner of balancing your own self-care life of also spending time with your wife, spending time with friends, just spending time away, you know, yeah. in, in, in retreat and having that opportunity. And so we can see this way in which uh, every episode I try and imagine what is the theology of self-care that we're trying to develop. Sure. And, and it's like the theology that we're trying to develop is really at any point in time when we think of self-care is we're trying to be the best version of ourselves so that we can help others. Yeah. And if we're not the best version of ourselves, and it becomes upon us to define who that is, right? What is yep. the best version of Sean Devilites? And it's when, and I often get, you know, laugh, made fun of, I guess, by, by my <laughs> wife of, you know, the best version of myself is the fastest version of myself. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I'll go to races and Sarah hates it when I run races because I get, I do not give myself grace. Um, mm. Not in the least bit. It's something that I really hope to work on and hope to get better at as I continue to kind of grow in this self-care space, but I'm terrible. And so I'll go and I'll run a race. And um, the first time I ever felt good after I finished a race was, was the Richmond half after this last year. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I told a buddy of mine, I said, it's because I went in with so little expectation mm. of what I thought I could achieve that the level of fitness I was at and mm -hmm. the goal that I set were so far, like my level of fitness was a 140 half marathon, but I told myself that my goal was a 150. Like yeah. I get like a 10 minute. And I mean, you know, people, <laughs> you're like you know, cloud nine after that. You might not. I mean, for those of you who are listening, I mean, for a half marathon, that is a huge gap. Uh, yeah. And I gave myself, I did that because one, like I wasn't feeling great. I didn't have a great lead up into the race. Um, Richmond has kind of been my white whale of a course, right? I mm. come in and, and I'll run and, and I'll get to like mile seven, eight. And then coming out of the, out of the park where you got the coming up the big hill it, yep. it kills me every time. And so I told myself, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not in the best shape. I said this year, let's just run it. Like, yeah. I know I can do 150. Um, and I think that I hope I, I still need to test it because I haven't really done a, a, a real race since then. Um, but offering that grace, even in the midst of a goal. So like my coach right now has me working on A, B and C goals. So like, what are the three levels that yeah. you can do? Like, what is your A goal? Like if everything went perfectly, everything was right. Like, what is the best you can do? All right. If you've got like, if it's kind of like bad weather or like you get to mile one, you're not feeling good. Like, like what's something that you want to accomplish? And then what is like the base? What is like the minimum that you want to accomplish? 
And yeah. I think that that goes to show the way in which we as active people can be driven forward to be the best version of ourselves. And in that, like you said, it's offering grace to ourselves yeah. um, and how we move forward. Because a lot of times we're not going to be able to accomp- accomplish things. Um, you know, Sean, I'm sorry, someday you and I are not going to be able to run these, you know, super wicked oh, fast <laughs> half marathons. Right. Um, in fact, my goal to make Boston is just to stay steadily consistent for the next 40 years and just <laughs> allow the time. I'm going to allow the time to come to me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the time. The time's right. going to come to me. Come to me. <laughs> I like that idea. That's I'm going to awesome. make the time do all the work. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm just going to stay right here. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out in this three thirty zone. We're going to have a party, get some beers. Yeah. And, right. and one day Boston will get to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's cool. I, I appreciate that, that ABC goal. Cause that's, that's actually what I was thinking of. And part of what I use going into this past weekend. Um, and I think the, I, I wouldn't have been in the, we'll say healthy space I was in. Um, cause you know, when the race starts, I, I make up ridiculous reasons to be competitive with the people around me. Like, I don't know most of the people that are racing next to me. And I usually identify them by things of like, that guy is the shirtless guy or I know that none of you, but I will destroy all of I you. I was going to say, <laughs> like, good time has come. Um, <laughs> And, and part of, I think what's fun is just the, the running, no pun intended, the running narrative throughout yeah. the race of like, you know, here's this person. Can I get closer to this person? Here's this person. I've actually been staring at the, their back for the last six miles. Like, can I be closer? Are they pulling away? How's that going? And that, that does kind of help the time go by sometimes, but the, the, the seagull I try to have is, you know, I be just showing up to this race was a big deal for me. Um, I was angry about getting sick and I know, uh, some folks listening might've gotten, uh, COVID at some point, but there's also plenty of other things to get sick with. And there's plenty of other injuries that can happen. And for all the things that we hope to accomplish, uh, whatever our activity looks like to have, (laughs) to be in, in advent as a pastor and have, uh, my breath taken away. Right. So like running is a coping mechanism for me and I can't do that. Singing Christmas music gets me through. uh, I I usually have a down time in December and late November. Anyways, my dad passed away right after Thanksgiving in 2010. And so there's all this like mental aspect to things that were already down. And then to not have any means of coping with them that I was used to, I was not the best person to, to be around for those couple of weeks. And so I put a lot of uh, weight into the fact, like, I'm actually still here. Like I managed to make it to this starting line. Um, and it was amazing how quickly my nerves went away after that. Right. Cause uh, Beagle and Beagle was to get a PR uh, Eagle actually ended up being a buddy of mine has said he ran 132.56. And he was like, I think you can go do that. I think you can beat it. And managed to do that. So I, I had one of those really good days where everything lined up. Uh, it was like 55 degrees to start, which is wonderful uh, running weather. And the wind wasn't that strong. And all that stuff came together. Um, but I think, you know, we talk about the why earlier in the episode. And part of those goals is to, each of the goals kind of has a why to it as well. Right. It's like, well, why do I want to get this PR? Well, it's like, because I like to grow. I like to, yeah. to have these opportunities to, 
you know, we say better ourselves and we think about being the best version of ourselves, but also be like, Hey, I think that this is a space that, you know, uh, God has put before me that I can have fun. And so just for fun, I think it'd be cool to get this time. doesn't make me any different of a person or better of a person. It just is this cool thing that I get to pursue and, and have that opportunity. Um, so yeah, I, I think having those different kind of goals makes a big difference. And also that's where you, you can kind of gain this, uh, this graceful space of, well, even if I don't hit every goal, the fact that I'm even showing up matters. And it matters because of all the other reasons I'm doing this activity for, you know, I, I keep trying to make sure I'm inclusive outside of running. Running's the expression of activity that I love the most and that is most natural to me. But you can insert whatever activity is that you do. Yeah. No. And I think, I mean, I mean, first of all, we all speak from our own experience. And so, yeah. you know, whether it, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like Sean and I, and you are a runner and, and this is really speaking to you, but I mean, if you're a cyclist, if you are a swimmer, you know, if you're doing CrossFit, I mean, if, if you're walking, if you're hiking, I think this talk of being driven forward and sort of putting yourself in this situation of, of kind of being the best version of yourself, it takes multiple different forms. I think yeah. even in running, it doesn't have to look like what Sean and I are doing of, you know, these, these 132, 135, you know, 140 half marathons. But, you know, I had so many friends this last weekend running Shamrock who were coming to the brewery afterwards in our after party saying, I broke two hours for the first time. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, we had, so we had a mom. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Like, I forget what I'm recording. Jessica, who was just on this podcast, ran a 230 with a triple stroller. That's finished insane. it like awesome like I mean and these great and awesome stories and that comes from Jessica's drive to like be the best version of herself in that way and yeah. care for herself care for her kids and do that work and I think that there's this nature that no matter you know what the goal is that in some way shape and form a lot of times we are driven by hopefully what we see makes us better and I think that there's that nature of self-care and I think that this will speak to a lot of people I mean obviously there are going to be those people who aren't much driven by that sort of competitive nature. Um, yeah. And, and I, sometimes I kind of wish I was one of them <laughs> um, <laughs> when I don't feel like I have to destroy everybody. I'm on the start. No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, I've found that recently I try and get myself into the mindset of uh, like with my corral, we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I'll uh, run up on someone. I'll be like, thanks for pulling me along. You want to, you want to ride on me for a little bit. <laughs> um, That's cool. The, that collaborative side. And I think it's so, um, it, it's fun to be able to talk about this because it's sometimes it's difficult to talk about uh, one being competitive in a healthy way, but two, you know, it, it goes back to that, that building up a resiliency, right. And whatever the time is, the time gets chosen because of where you are that day. So there are days I go outside and if I ran a 145 half marathon, I would be perfectly happy. And it, it, it comes to being at peace with where we are in each day. And then the, whether it is from the winning or from the win, winning, right. Winning on our own goals or the, some people out there are running one tens. I think your coach, Ryan Carroll ran what? One eight. 112. 112. Okay. Yeah. So like that, yeah, that, that is light years different than what I can do. 
and it's light years different than some other folks can do. But the, the, that's not the point. The point yeah. is that willing to to look at these opportunities to be active and to move, uh, which is something I think that God intended for us to do in our own ways. And there's all sorts of different ways to express that. But to also say, there's something I'm going to learn out of this, no matter what happens. Yeah. That if everything hits the fan, uh, example, I, <laughs> with much less training, um, I'd signed up for a marathon in 2015. I signed up for Marine Corps marathon. It was my third, second time running that race. Third marathon I've ever run. First one I ran, just going to run and had my time. The second one, I had said I was qualifying for Boston no matter what. I ran the first half. This is going to sound funny in about 134, so close to that PR. And the second half in like 234 uh, was not a good day. That did not feel good. And so this one, I was like, I'm just going to go run again, not in the best of shape. I ended up getting hurt like halfway through it and ran a five hour marathon. And one, I gained such an appreciation for the folks that it is a different kind of experience to go for a longer period of time over that distance than it is to try to blaze through it. Um, and it, it, it's almost different flavors. <laughs> it's different flavors of difficult for one thing, but it's also a different flavor of accomplishment at the end. Um, you know, it took me a week to feel like I could walk straight again and I had to rehab a few parts of my leg that I think I left behind somewhere along the course. But what that reminded me is just there's there's so much out there for us to gain a sense of that peace, right? That peace with who God made us to be and that we, you know, as much fun as it is to compete against people, the only real person I'm competing with is myself. And so there's no sense in comparing myself, which is a different thing, to other folks' success or, or measuring whatever I feel I've gained out of those goals based on someone else's story, that, that has helped my life, right? Like to, in so many other ways. And I've learned those lessons because of this activity. And I think that's what's helped this driven nature be something that can be healthy for me. And there's still moments where it's not, yeah. but at least to be aware of that. And to use it for good, right? Because that's what God does. God takes everything that we're going through and can and can uh, maneuver it in such a way that it can be something that is helpful and leads us to having hope and strength. Yeah. So what is it? So so what does it look like as you're making goals for these races? What is that process? Um, you know, are are you always looking to drive yourself forward? Um, so. Take us through a little bit of the behind the scenes on on something like the Shamrock Half or whatever your next race may be. Sure. So the I think I guess I probably start with where do what what's the thing that I want to get to do at the end. Um, so it's been a little funny these last couple of years because so many opportunities have either been non-existent. That was twenty twenty or popped up at the last minute realizing they could happen. That's was a lot of 2021. But all right, what is it that I want to accomplish? What is it the goal that I have? And so in this case is to run a half marathon. And for the last couple of years, it's been, I'm going to run a half every so often until I get to a time that smells like it could be a good long marathon time, the long marathon, full marathon time. 
that might put me in a chance to qualify for Boston. And so, uh, fun fact, 132.22 is just under half of 305, which when I turn 35, it, which will be two years from as of, well, today's March 22nd, but April 4th is when I turn 33. It's like, suddenly that's, that's a thing. Um, so let's look at that. And then once I pick the race and the race can be like, it was a fun environment. So like, I think of Richmond with that. I would think mm-hmm. of Virginia beach that way, uh, here in Winchester, we have the apple blossom 10 K. Um, there's, there's a couple different five K's that I think are fun. Annual conference has a five K, uh, for do. us, United Methodist pastors in Virginia. And that's going to be fun. Hey, um, and anybody can register. Yeah. I actually, I signed up. And so <laughs> we'll use that example, right? So like, that's the next race I want to run. And, um, you know, not even get into a time goal yet. It's like, okay, I'm going to run 3.1 miles in, I think it's like just over 12 weeks away. So what are, once I do that, you know, how often do I feel like I could go running without hurting myself is one helpful barometer, but also what, what is it that I need to feel like, I don't want to say feel good, but what feels healthy to me. So for that, for me, that's running three or four times a week. Cause that, that helps my brain. I'm sure this come up on the show a lot that helps. Mm-hmm. It, it's for me, it, it's uh, a spiritual thing too, because there's very few other activities I can, can <laughs> shut Sean up enough that I can hear God well. And that <laughs> happens to be one of them. Um, and then there's just, uh, I, I use a Garmin watch and I mentioned that because haven't always used it, but it's got some like metrics that you can see about your heart rate. It's got metrics about, uh, the level of effort you're putting into a run. And so I can just see where I am this week and say, okay, this is where I am starting. And if this is where I want to be, what would have to happen? And so that's what's changed from like, you know, I would have loved to have run under 130 at Shamrock and be able to say that I did that, but I knew I wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, that's not my fault. That's not something wrong with me. What is, what is a achievable goal in that way? And that takes some work about figuring out pacing and, and what uh, level of growth you can expect for yourself. It would be silly for me to think I'm going to chop two minutes off every race for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Um, but also just what, I guess that, that takes understanding ourselves to a certain point and just being realistic and saying, okay, I'm right here right now. This is where I want to be. How do I make that happen? And, you know, it goes from there. And it, it continues to put an understanding within us that the goal, the driving forward, mm-hmm. doesn't always mean a faster time. No, not at all. And but it, it's reminding ourselves what's going to make me better as a person. Yeah. And am I going <laughs> to, I'm going to have to sleep if I do this. I'm going to have to, be intentional about my use of time. And I think what was interesting to me, uh, I used to joke, so I graduated college in 2011. Um, I also joked that I was itinerant as a discipline and track. Uh, I started as an 800 meter runner. I dabbled in cross country for a little while. I ended up as a high jumper at the end. Um, All the while uh, I was at Westchester University's division two. And I was, I was on the team. Like 
there are 28 spots. I was the 28th guy. And I, I love that experience because I had to adapt to whatever I've been asked to do. And so after that, I remember saying, you know, I'm going to hibernate during the winter. I'm not going to run when it's cold out. It hurts my face. I don't want to do it. And that changed this year. And what I think that that was just another level of adapting Mm -hmm. of I, I want this goal. So it's worth being outside when my face is cold and something that's come up on the show before and everyone's not gonna be surprised to hear it. The community of people I knew that Mm -hmm. were willing to do that with me. And we're willing to say like, we'll go out and run and our faces are going to hurt too, but we're doing this with each other. And that, that's, that changes so much. And it makes it less about, you know, I, I define my experience less about the time than I do about the story that led into the time. And where did I see God in this story, which is a lot of places. And who are the people that got put in my life in the midst of this chapter of this story? And so I think that has just given me such a, that motivates me so much more than any time I could write up on a whiteboard. Mm -hmm. And it is this constant reminder of the purpose. And, you know, I'm doing this for so much more than just running fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, that's that at the end of the day, that's, that's the self-care. Yeah, that's the self-care. And that's what happens when I reflect on what I've done is I can say, yeah, I'm trying to run fast. Like that is my goal. That's what's that's what's pushing me forward. And to me, that's what makes running fun is Mm -hmm. me testing my own physical limits. Um, I'm finding that as I get older, my physical limits are falling apart. (laughs) And so I have to find out how to balance that. And I think that becomes the equation, right? Of, you know, how do we, how do we stay active? How do we do this? Cause like, I don't want to just run in my thirties, you know, I master's runner. I listened to a podcast this morning with a 97 year old woman um, who just broke all sorts of master's age group level records um, and I'm like, that'd be cool. But in order to do that, I've got to run like another, you know, 60 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. be alive for another 60 years. Um, but, but yeah. And I think it, but in order to kind of have that drive and passion, we have to know ourselves. Yep. We have to know ourselves. We have to know what we're capable of. We have to know the community around us that can support us in yep. getting us there. And I think that those are such important things when we talk about self-care, because if we're not willing to do that behind the scenes work, then maybe we get to an unhealthy and toxic relationship with whatever we're trying to do. Absolutely. And so, you know, that 132, it becomes, you know, what am I willing to do for a 132? Like, what am I? And I mean, every, every active person, every professional athlete probably asks themselves that question at some point in time in their journey. Um, You know, what am I willing to do for an Olympic gold medal? Yeah. Um, and we see toxic relationships all the time that lead athletes to answer that question with saying, I don't care. I just, I just want it. But then you see the stories of awesome, great, wonderful athletes. And you see examples of people who they get to that place because they cared for themselves because 
you know, quote unquote, they did it right. They did it clean. Um, mm-hmm. They did it in a, in a healthy way. Uh, and, and those are often the stories that is cool to lift up because it's so cool to see people who are the best version of themselves. And they've still found a way to sort of have that drive, compete, push themselves forward in their own way that we um, lowly little peons. No, I'm going to, I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) We hobby joggers, hobby cyclists, you know, whatever sort of hobby we have can look at those examples and be like, all right, what can I do? What's my next goal? You know, you watch someone like Kira D'Amato break the American record. Um, You watch, you know, the Olympics and you see what Kipchoge does. Uh, You see all these great and these wonderful athletes. And I mean, at least for me, and I hope for our, I hope you listeners feel the same way as well, that no matter what you're watching, that it's like, well, I know I can't run a two hour and 19 minute marathon. I sometimes wish I could, because then I'd get to run Boston. Um, (laughs) um, But I see them do it. And then I'm like, well, what can I accomplish? Like if that is like the pinnacle of human accomplishment, then I got to be able to do some pretty awesome things too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's really easy um, to throw shade at ourselves for some of this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, it was like, well, if I can't do that, then what's the point? Or if there's not a, a you know, we, we have such a fun relationship with winning that that's what leads to things like winning at all costs. Yeah. And it's sad. Because, and I mean, I've fallen into that too. But the sad part about it is that we can just step back for a minute and be like, look, this is what winning looks like for me. Winning is this time that I get to spend with my family. Winning is this, uh, this accomplishment I have for myself that for some people, uh, that sounds like fast to them too. And for others, it sounds probably like jogging to them too. Um, and that's where it's like, you know what, but, uh, I, what I want people to hear from it isn't whether I'm fast or not. I, I want there to be a space where we can be like, look, these are things we can accomplish even when there's challenges that we face in our lives, right? That there's something about our faith that speaks to, I have this goal. I have this thing I, I want to do for some of us. That's, I want people to, to care about our community. I want people to be able to, to grow in relationship with their neighbors. I want to be able to serve this uh, underserved community of people around here and there's going to be pits and falls and rolled ankles and stubbed toes and Mm -hmm. gosh how many times do people talk about the pandemic as being a marathon yeah and very very little do we talk about how chafing is part of a marathon too right like we don't we don't get drawn to the uncomfortable parts of these things but these activities and this practicing of moving through good days and bad days and still having something to look forward to on the other side and still having this tenacity, right. That is accessible to, to all of us and that, that God's put within us this ability to be resilient. And, you know, there's a, I want to make space for the fact that that resiliency is more difficult to tap into for some people. And, and that's a thing too. I I do think God has graced us in such a way that we can, be resilient because we don't do these things alone. And so these accomplishments I have, there's a, a picture on Facebook where, you know, what better metal to bring home to your daughter than one with a dolphin on it. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> and, uh, 
that one was too big for that was a big dang it was, thing it was uh jason had next year th- there you go exactly um that everyone got for just completing this thing it wasn't about the time we all got to do it and the the ak metal was a little lighter and so jason had that one and i'm pretty sure he put a dent in our floor back here from (laughs) from putting that down but it's the those moments of like hey here's this thing that we can share together and celebrate together and it is completely because we have talked about this together we have said this is our goal together and now we get to celebrate it together and i think that's a step that is so easy to skip yeah of like because if today i'm thinking about you know, I ran, gosh, 48 plus hours ago, I run a 132.22. If I'm already thinking about what the next time is, then I'm not adequately uh, giving thanks for what was already able to be done. And I know I do that all the time with work. I do that sometimes at home of, you know, we should just be thankful that, you know, much less getting to do this activity that we have the means to, to walk, to run, to move, and if we don't have those means right now, that there are activities that we can share and somehow that help us to sense that community and sense that, that God's presence in our life. And it grounds us. It helps us yeah. keep our eyes and hearts and minds focused on what the true goal is, which is, you know, yeah, the time goals are nice and the time goals are great. Or even if it is someone who's up at the front of the pack and is trying to win. Um, But it is that nature in which, um, you know, are we able to give thanks? Are we able to sit within that and, and honor and respect what we just did? You know, reminds me of uh, cool run-ins, you know, we're kids of the (laughs) nineties. I mean, I don't know if you remember the scene when, when, when uh, coach Irv was, was talking to Doris and it's just like, you know, he, he just like, I had to win. Winning was like the only thing that I could focus on. And that's why he cheated. And And I wonder, like, even in that, there's that nature in which even drive, like, we've talked about what drives us forward. When we lose sight of what drives us forward, if it only becomes about the time, or it only becomes about the the place that we're in in the race, you know, it can be a very dangerous thing. And so, you know, we are driven, you and I, to be faster. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily the only thing that's driving us, right? And, and, and that's the whole thing of the why, of the why we're active. And when we sit and reside within that why, then we can truly reflect on the accomplishments we've had. We can reflect on the goals that we make. And I think it probably does put us in a little bit of a healthier situation to achieve and to do what we think we might be capable of. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's so it's so cool to even begin to think about it that way because you know I am someone who has kind of struggled with this like oh well if I don't hit a 140 then I'm I'm worthless to myself (laughs) right Um, yeah but but just sitting there and and it's like nah but I just ran a 152 like when I did Richmond in 2019 and I ran a 152 I hadn't run a half marathon under two hours in like a decade when I did that and I was just so pissed because I missed out on sub 150 that I didn't even (laughs) take time to be like but I just ran sub two hours for the first time in 10 years um when I uh when I ran DC um I don't know how I managed to do this like I don't I don't think it is common to run the exact same time 
as a different half marathon given the distance. Yeah. But my my PR from 2014 was 134.29, and that is what I ran in DC. And the first thing Katie told me was like, "Man, you sleep a lot less now than you did then." And and there's so <laughs> many other things going on as far as you know uh, having the the joy of the opportunity to be a parent and to have these two kids that I swear half the time that I'm running, whatever shape I'm in is to make sure I can keep up with them. Uh, and just, you know, it took me a minute to be like, yeah, that, so therefore this feels more like a record, a, a personal accomplishment than that other race did. And I also remember I was annoyed with my time in 2014 because it wasn't halfway to Boston. Yep. And you mentioned cool runnings and I, I, I love that movie as well. And it's funny as you watch the span of that movie, how their motivations shift from external to internal towards the end. And they go, you know, from being the Olympic medals and winning to finding something about themselves and, you know, the best version of themselves they can be. They grow as people, they grow as a team. And I think part of that, the joy of our God is that there's a gift in getting to know who God created us to be in the first place. And to, uh, for me, running becomes this, this, I know myself more intimately. Like I, I am able to name things that I'm feeling better than I could before. Counseling also helps with that, by yeah. the way, but that, that then feeds this motivation to want to be like, look, I want to make the most of these opportunities and the way I'm choosing to make the most of it is to run this time. Sometimes it's going to be to finish this distance. Sometimes it's going to be just to show up, but as long as we're at peace with what we've chosen to do to express that, then I think that's a win. And that is just some amazing and, and great help for those of our listeners who uh, who are still tuning in with us. So let's jump into these end of podcast questions now. So Sean, yeah. um, what is something you've done that has made you feel accomplished? <laughs> well, I'm going to look, uh, let's see, I, it'd be too easy to say to, to have done this weekend. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this weekend and say what was an accomplishment for me is I have uh, my wonderful church li- listen to me preach uh, I wrote a sermon for 48 weeks in a row, mm-hmm. which is way too long. Um, now there was time off in the midst of that, but I didn't take a Sunday off. And as a pastor, you're supposed to take Sundays off. That's been a struggle for me. Um, so the accomplishment was saying one, Sean's going to not be here this Sunday. And two, um, that to me, it was this accomplishment of trusting people to do something that I know they can do. Mm-hmm. and you know, worship happened and it went great. Uh, on Lee Stephen Jennings, who is the pastor at Silsia pastor at Braddock street filled in for me and did a wonderful job. And like, I knew that. And also there's something that Sean sometimes has to learn. I mentioned Sean needs to shut up for God sometimes, uh, which by the way, if, if anyone else from the conference, Bishop Cho used that at annual conference a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stuck with me, right? Just get out of my own way. And let God do something. Yeah. Um, so I sense that as much about stepping back in that way uh, and setting time aside to be with Katie and just for us to spend time in our relationship together. What is an upcoming goal that you have? Uh, so I am looking for um, 
some more races to run because they're always fun. I'm excited about the annual conference 5k. And I think my goal for that, you know, I, I do have a time goal, but I am thrilled that we have the chance to be in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my, my goal for that is just to embrace that in-person connection as much as I can. Um, being ordained in 2020 and having the, uh, the going to Richmond and, and seeing a couple of different people, um, I, I didn't realize how, like, I knew I liked the in-person part of things and yeah. getting to see people you work with, but man, have I missed it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And my goal is just to embrace that time together. Other than God, uh, who do you go to when life gets tough? So Katie, as mentioned her a couple of times, um, she is a wonderful woman and is, and I think makes me a better person. And I learn a lot from her and I think the joy we have in our relationship is being able to go to each other and, and talk about things. Um, along with her, I know I've talked to her parents some, I've talked to my mom some, um, but also the folks that I get to go running with. Uh, there's there's three of them that I run with the most. That's Joe, Ashley, and Jamie. And to sometimes it's hard to forget you don't have to be, um, that doesn't make any sense. Sometimes it's hard to remember you don't have to be your job all the Mm -hmm. time. And so to have people you can talk to just simply as like myself, Sean, and not pastor Sean, um, that they're tremendous support for me in that way. And then other than physical activity, what are some other ways that you practice self-care? I like music a lot. Um, I do play guitar. Mostly I I enjoy just listening to music and uh, I am really good at the desk drum, if you will, or the steering wheel drum, uh, rock out to that. <laughs> and so other than music, I'd probably say, uh, I, I appreciate, I, I appreciate food a lot. <laughs> um, and the way, I, the way I want to describe that is just, I like getting to share meals with people. Yeah. Um, so when I eat by myself, it's like, I make like a bologna sandwich or something. Right. Uh, but there's something about cooking with people and there's something and in and, and our house uh we we try to share katie is definitely a it can do more complex recipes than i can i'll put it that way um <laughs> but there's something about like if i'm washing dishes while you're cooking and we kind of get that rhythm going and we can talk during that and that's that's awesome and the kids get involved in it too so those are my things i think music and i think uh sharing meals together Awesome. Well, Sean, it's been great uh, having this conversation. I have enjoyed this and we look forward to seeing what more amazing and awesome things you accomplish on the run. So thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I thought about it as we were recording that episode and we're building this theology of self-care where we're trying to identify the best version of ourselves. There's always that nature in which we are pushing ourselves forward, right? And we're always trying to see uh, whether it's testing the limits, whether it's knowing how far, how fast, how anything we can go. These are the kinds of things that can help us grow. And it's about finding your own, what drives you 
forward. And that's what I loved about this conversation with Sean is that we saw within it the way in which Sean was driven by his goals, but Sean was also not identifying himself by his goals. And so he knew where he could go, where he could take it, what he could do. And for us, as we are developing a theology of self-care, that becomes so important for us because there is always a nature in which we can become better, right? If if you are part of this Wesleyan tradition that I am from, I'm a United Methodist pastor, we have this idea of sanctification, of becoming perfect in God's love. And just as we become perfect in God's love, we are also becoming better human beings ourselves. And in the same way, we are always seeking ways to become better. And so for you, whether that means that you are faster, you are stronger, whether you are just pushing yourself to do something that you have never done before, or whether you are setting goals to help you to accomplish, to become the best version of yourself. You are the only person who can define that version of yourself. And you should not, you cannot define it against who other people are. And I think that's what you hear from Sean. That's what you hear from myself, right? We don't define ourselves by people who are faster than us. And we don't want people who may be slower than us to define themselves by us. We see the way in which we grow forward together. And so what are your goals? What are you wanting to accomplish? What is your purpose in caring for yourself, in being physically active? And that is what is going to define where you go and where it takes you. And so I want to thank you so much for joining this conversation today. I want to encourage you, please make sure you check out those show notes. Sean's information will be in there where you can find him on social media. You, you'll see the uh, show's social media at Active Faith Pod on Facebook and Instagram, activefaithpod.com. You can listen to all of these episodes. I have them all on the website and I am about to start uh, blogging on there also. So we're going to have some blog posts that are coming up, just some reflections that I have. Um, I thought rather than posting uh, solo episodes that I would maybe just try and type out my thoughts, learn how to write a little bit. So go there. Join the Active Faith community on Facebook. That is a group. It's a it's a group of, of just fellow self-careites, whatever we want to call ourselves, who are gathering together to support and encourage one another. I want to encourage you to like or subscribe or follow whatever you do with podcasts on your favorite podcast listening platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spotify whatever it is, make sure you follow, subscribe to us. If you wouldn't mind, please just take a moment and and give a rating and review to this podcast. I think you could do it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps others just see how much you're enjoying the podcast. And you know what? If you're feeling super generous and you would be willing to help me out in this way, I'm not asking for money. I'm not doing any of that. I'm asking for you to share this podcast with a friend. Please share it with a friend. My last announcement is on June 18th, there will be a 5K in Hampton, Virginia, connected with the Virginia Annual Conference. That is the Conference of the United Methodist Church in the state of Virginia, most all of the state. You can run it virtually or you can run it in person in Hampton on June 18th. I am helping uh, to direct this race as part of a pastor in the Virginia Conference as well as someone who is encouraging self-care. And so I want to encourage you, if you are looking uh, for something to do, a 5K to get you going, 
I am going to be posting Couch to 5K as well as beginner runner uh, uh, training plans, just blanket training plans for you to use to get to your first 5K. And so if you have a goal of a first 5K, I encourage you, I will have training plans that begin um, the, the week after Easter and will lead you up to this goal race, to this 5K. And so if you want to sign up, uh, I'm gonna include a sign up link and then there will be information about those training plans coming out. And now may God bless us and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.